There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Allison. Griswold Shattuck. Yeah. Can you guess how far I walked today? Remember um, what the answer was for yesterday? Yesterday was what, 10.3 miles or something? I think it was close to 11, but yeah. But, okay. Um, anyway, uh, today I'm going to guess you walked. Now, you didn't take all those walks to the pines today, though. I took one walk to the pines. Okay. Um, I'm going to venture a guess at 8.7. Very close, Alice. 9.9. Okay, okay. I still feel like I'm gaining stomach fat. Hmm. How can this be? I have not touched a piece of pasta. I've avoided pizza. Um, are you watching your portion sizes? The portion sizes are unlimited. <laughs> but you're watching them as yes. they... I'm watching uh, them exceed <laughs> what it's supposed to be. Maybe you should start measuring the amount of protein that Dang you eat. Dang it, I'm going to have to do that. Because I can't go into a wake and have in, uh, gained weight. I know, yeah. you got to stay skinny. Dang it. Maybe I should just get the lap band now. Try no. to, to, to daisy chain from awake to the now? lap band. Yeah, and Ozempic. I think Ozempic is... Um, and semaglutide medications are less risky than the stomach surgeries. Yeah, it seems to me that stomach Seem- surgeries are not. Mm. But anyway, people get them. I don't you trust see this you going the, the under. Ozempic? I don't trust you going all the way under and uh, with like full anesthesia. No, it no, my heart me, would just you'd stop. be the person who just wouldn't come yeah, out of it. He's gone. <laughs> we can all go home, I guess. Sorry. Um. So, I've never had full anesthesia. Me neither. I even even think I've had a local anesthetic, except except for... Like the, the dentist. Yeah, dentist. That's, when that bastard used it, he was an a-hole. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, other than that, no. Like, I mean, 
Yeah, I don't really think so. So let not me even just... when I had babies. <sighs> I know, I know. Let me just. I'm going to start with Connecticut because I want to get this thing. Uh, I just want to touch it and go. Mm-hmm. When you have a one-party state, and in, in Connecticut it's deep blue, the willingness of a politician to play the blame game when their single party has caused the problem and then to use this. This is actually kind of brilliant. I mean, if you have right. no soul, no ethics, and are cynical and a moral monster. So what they've done is the, Connecticut has decided to defund the police. So they've defunded the police, which means mm-hmm. nobody's pulling over uh, young uh, perps and nobody's putting them in jail. Right. And so, and now these young punks and thugs... They're having restorative justice, so... Right. So these young punks and thugs now are out stealing Hyundais and Kias because there's a TikTok thing going around that shows you how to do it. And so Connecticut now is suing Hyundai and Kia for getting stolen. For being too easy to steal. For being too easy to steal. Exactly. Mm. In the same way that, like, totally taking any ownership of the crime away from the punks. So in oh, other yeah. words, I, mean, I can now still... drive in the streets of Connecticut at 150 miles per hour, and it's the car maker's fault because it goes 150. I know. It's allowed to go that fast, so. Here's a little, the A.G. Tong, who's this guy doing this. He's the, He was a perfectly preening um, you know, political prostitute. When we got in the elevator, when I saw the club, I said, what is this, 19... 19- because they're giving out the clubs for steering wheels. Mm-hmm. Hyundai is giving them to police stations, and police stations are giving them to the citizenry because there's there's no other way to stop the criminals because now the young men are expected to steal all the cars, so this the, the last yeah, line of defense... anything that's not nailed down <clears throat> right. is... So A.G. Tong is saying that he steal. got in the elevator and he saw the club, and look, look what he says, this Democrat... Mm-hmm. Flippant quote. Um, I was elevator when I saw the club. I said, "What is this, 1991?" Um, I was. Yes, it is 1991. Because that's what we've done. We've made it 1991, and right. there's been plenty of jokes. These politicians are making saying this is like 1979. Yes. Okay, tell him he, yeah. one more thing, and nobody's going to the library. So, but they're like arrogant about it in Koi. Yeah, you've made it 1991. You've made it so that there's yeah. more murders. So no, you've made it so that the the roads are full of stolen cars now. Mm-hmm. One of these one of these cars, the Kia, was stolen, and then dropped off at a um, lot to get. Uh, the person who stole it dropped it off to get work done, and it was then stolen from that lot by a third party, and then again from that lot. Yeah. Oh. So people are just the people are young people in Connecticut are just using this TikTok method just to use cars to rent cars essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> and and listen to once again about the way these people it's so cynical to actually blame the automakers because you defunded the police. I know. And you can't take care of the streets. Is you that know- next <clears throat> for the stores too? All the stores that keep getting shoplifted. Of course. Well, you didn't. Um, lock up that merchandise, you know, the way that you do with the expensive merchandise where the associate has to come and open the lock for you to get out the right. detergent and the baby formula now. Like, you didn't lock up everything, so anything so that gets you. stolen is on you. We're going to sue you because right. you keep causing all the shoplifting. Exactly, exactly. And so they've <laughs> yeah. totally taken the actual checking. thugs, the criminals, are. are now out of the conversation. Right, I mean, like, what are you going to do about them? Right. Like, that's, that's not... not... <laughs>
was only half kidding that we have to resort to this technology, I guess I would call it, to keep people safe and to stop um, this rash of car thefts. So I'm here today. To we have to count on this technology to keep people safe and stop this rash of car thefts. Hmm. Yeah. It's to announce that the state of Connecticut is now launching a full-blown consumer investigation, a consumer protection investigation, uh, into the failure of Kia and Hyundai to deploy effective anti-theft technology and to protect all of us from their cars from getting stolen at an inordinate rate. So that's what we're doing now. Yeah. What happened to Lojack, by the way? Because when I got my driver's license and like my first couple cars, Lojack was like a big thing. And I feel like that's not a thing at all anymore. Um, was that thing that like, talks to the perp and says, hey, we know you're in the stolen cars, that thing? And it like tells police where the car is. There's like geolocation on it too and well, everything. Like I don't know. It but, the but it was a big deal. And it was big in economics case studies too because Lojack not only reduced the risk of your car getting stolen, but it actually like the more people that had it in an area, the more so, it reduced the risk of everybody's car being stolen. The next person that walks into this room, nobody is going to the library. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? We're not taking anyone to the library because if we can't get the podcast done, there's no trip to the library. I like his shirt. How do you like my shirt, by the way? I love your shirt. That is from CPAC 2015. Can it be seen? Um, I don't know if we can see it on here, but you can see. Oh, yeah, you can see it there. Look at that. I stand with Rand. That's from CPAC 2015. We also had Ted Cruz shirts, which were not as cool. No, and I think there's a chance that for... for and possibly Jeb shirts. Yeah, all for free. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jeb that, shirts was a controversy. I think we I wrote about it at the time. That was like the best swag event we've ever been to as a family. Oh, that really was. That was. That was we are a swag Endless family. swag. It was everywhere. Remember we had the Western journalism um, water bottle for a long time, that nice silver yeah. water bottle. We had... Um, Oh, we had all kinds of like hot air sunglasses and guys, stuff. Guys, I think. Last um, do I have ones on here? Um, my who is John Galt stickers might be from there too. I know we have Ayn Rand mugs as well. Well, we didn't get that from there. We got yeah, that from your sister. No, the Ayn Rand mug. I'm That's sure we... from CPAC. Is it? Yeah, Ayn Rand. What did your sister get us? Um, she got us burn barrel mugs. No, that's. That's not what no, I, mean. I don't know. I thought she was she she humored us once with some Ayn Rand mugs. No, that's from so, that. But yeah, no, that was like the swag event to end all swag. So I mean, this is just throwing mm -hmm. in the towel. This is a state throwing in the towel. I mean, but you know, Connecticut's got a track record of this. Other states do as well. You know, they uh, suing in Connecticut uh, gun companies because right. gun companies are marketing toward gun owners. Right. And so you cannot let do that anymore. It's totally un-American. It's the end of frigging the economic engine of the country. Totally. Thankfully, I read this Wall Street Journal article today that was talking about how a blue state economies are about to collapse with no more federal money. The tax bases have gone way down. Well, yeah, because when have you inflated. have crazy taxes, Massachusetts did the same thing. They just passed a millionaire's tax. And it's like on people that make over a million dollars a year, which is like a small group of people. And they're going to leave the state so yeah, that they don't they get the extra tax. And so like, and uh, yeah. So that's a problem for them. I also saw a great article today about um, 
the high speed rail in California. Oh, that's Have you fantastic. heard about this? Did, or did you see what I sent I to you about it? It's fantastic. So, California had a high speed rail project. Originally, they estimated it was going to cost thirty three billion dollars to do this high speed rail project. Um, to go like up and down the state, I forget exactly how much, how many miles it said it was going to be. Um, anyway, so so far. They've spent, uh, let's see, so far they've spent $9.8 billion, so about a third of the original uh, projected cost so far. Um, and um, how many miles of track do you think they've laid so far for that $9.8 I know, billion so dollars? you don't tell me. Don't ask me. Um, zero. Zero lines of track. So the idea is that you can get from L.A. to San Francisco in two hours and 40 minutes. Which, I mean, sounds like a cool idea, but there's no track laid, and the executives say there isn't enough money to finish the project. Estimates suggest it will cost between $88 billion and $128 billion to complete the system. So, so barely four times what they originally So I want suggested. you to, Alice, I had never actually, in recent years, read a digit that, that that's that big, <laughs> but they actually have it written there. Can you read yeah. the number? Um. It's the 128 one. One, two, eight, zero, 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 zero. Yeah. Thousand million. It's remarkable. And this thing, you know what the, the fact is? It's, it's, you know what it's like? It's much like those, that joke last week when Maura Healy talked about Disney World coming into Massachusetts, like that it would cost $2 trillion. <laughs> this, seriously, yeah. this, this thing is going to, going to cost a trillion dollars, this high speed rail, and it's not going to be finished ever. 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 Because when did they originally first say they were going to start it? Like years ago? Like 20 years ago. Years <laughs> I ago. know. We've now spent $10 billion and done nothing. We'd like you to extend us another $100 billion, please. Like, what the... What? And, I mean, I just think that... And maybe this is... Zero a- feet of track <laughs> is not a lot of track. You need more than that to travel by train. Oh man, fifteen! Oh, fifteen years later. That's how long they've been working yeah. on it. So, you know, I thought Massachusetts was bad because, like, we for the Green Line extension, it was like the most dollars per mile of rail project anywhere in the entire nation. I'm pretty sure, right? Like, I'm. It's an outrageous it sum of money one, yeah. that we spent. Um, but and it did take several decades to do something that was promised mm-hmm. to take a couple of years. But like maybe this is just a flaw of free societies with like local governments and zoning and stuff because it's it makes it like almost impossible to do anything. Like maybe you have to be China to do like hi- big high speed rail projects. You know well, I mean because China's but, but just but like were we China Sia, were, like, we, were we China in nineteen thirty four for like the Hoover Dam, et cetera? Well no, I guess not. That's true. I, mean, I think that, that organized labor plays a huge role in it. I think all of the interest groups that you have to go through that have to be countenance now. Yeah, and, and that's true. And yeah, I mean, we built the Transcontinental Railroad too, right? Like in the 1800s. Well, we used China. <laughs> Chinese yeah. to do it. So it was a little bit different. Um, right. We literally worked average, with the Chinese now on government. average make more money than white people in the United States. So, right. I mean, like it worked out. I mean, I saw an incredible, incredible statistic today. Every, there's so much discourse right now about the um, the college admissions stuff because the Supreme Court is considering this case to end uh, 
affirmative action, what's, what is sometimes called affirmative action, what I'm now seeing called often race conscious ad- admissions. Um, yeah, and, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's letting in people well, with lower scores. Would have also race. worked for when blacks weren't allowed to be go to. Yeah, those schools. were also race conscious yes. admissions. Yes. But um, incredible statistic in the New York Times today. Um, 58% of Asian American SAT takers. Um, scored 1,200 or higher on the SAT. 58%. So almost 60% of Asian students get over a 1,200 on the SAT. 31% of white test takers get over 1,200 on the SATs. So half as many of them. Uh, Hispanic and black students get 12% and 8% of them get over 1,200 on the SAT. And of course, the left goes not... Wow, where did we go wrong in the schools that we provided to majority black neighborhoods, right? <laughs> like they don't they don't ask that question. They don't ask what's going on in the black family in the black home that is causing this to happen. They go we need to throw out the SAT because it's mean. But um yeah, it's it's really astonishing and really um like the whole race conscious admissions thing mm-hmm. should like almost not even be focused on white people versus black people because it's almost like not the point anymore right it's much more about excluding asian students from top schools and you know what's our comfort level as a society what will we mind if you know mit's incoming class is like 75 percent asian or not like is that going to bother us I, so uh, that wouldn't bother me. My only concern would be that that the students are Americans. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and they they are going to California, as I mentioned before. Does have they have outlawed actually affirmative action in California, and um, they just discriminate on other stuff. But I, the Supreme Court should also make that illegal. You know, yeah. like it would be like redlining, not on the basis of race, but like on the basis of what neighborhood you came from or something like. Right. Oh, we don't let people move from Dorchester into, you know, whatever, the Seaport District. You know, even if they're... We're not discriminating on race, we're discriminating on... What do you think should be used? What would you be if you were up to? Would it be 100% meritocracy? I mean, I don't think 100% meritocracy is strictly test scores. And I think it depends what students want to major in. I mean, obviously, colleges bring in students for a variety of reasons, right? Um, I think legacy admissions should be ended because that's stupid. Yeah, but nobody writes that down, do they? Well, some people think it should be ended. Um, Well, no, I wouldn't know. What I'm saying is... That's a wink and a nod, right? No, legacy admissions is a real thing. Really? Yeah, legacy admissions. But it's also a wink and a nod. It's also a wink and a nod, but um, but that's actually a factor. Is like if your parents went somewhere, yeah. you they do consider that like a plus to send you to the school. Interesting. Um, so legacy admissions should obviously not be a thing. That's dumb. Um, some people think they should like do um, like the essentially race conscious admissions but do it on socioeconomic status like make sure you in, bring in poorer people because right now what happens is richer black kids get in very very easily well and um immigrants yeah so and we're doing well right but they get in like over poorer asian students 
right. who might be like have have great test scores and everything, but because they're Asian, they get ignored, right? But there are some things like I mean, I think activities matter. Obviously, schools, sports are a huge deal at schools. They want to balance sports teams, so mm-hmm. a lot of kids get into schools and get scholarships because of sports. A lot get into schools and get scholarships because of other activities. In a lot they of ways, that, that, is, that is a great equalizer in a lot of ways. Right, the sports thing is really big. I don't think that it necessarily uh, actually works out equalizing for anybody. Well, right. Like, I mean, I know people who went to college for sports who did not learn anything in college. Well, yeah. I mean, the, I the mean, star athletes at, are not made to learn anything. They're right. They don't. Not. They don't. They aren't asked to learn anything. Yeah. Um, look at what's his name when he was on KMS and wasn't sure if like point seven five was bigger than or like wasn't sure if point seven was bigger than point two five. Uh, yeah, the the, the hockey player. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he went to college. He played right. hockey in college. He has a degree, like in, you know. So th- they're not asked to learn anything because that's. But people do get into college because of that. They also balance between programs. I mean, MIT. Hey, but but hold on, you're acting as if like the Ryan Whitney story is a good story of success. No, it's, it's a great story of success. Right. But. But he I'm was saying, on a college track for sport for you know if. Well, no, but I don't think I don't think it was like the learning that happened in college that got him to where he is today. Maybe not the learning, but it's because he was concentrating in college. It on was hockey. his NHL career. Well, right, right. So there he is. He got to where he is today. So who well, cares right, if he did it with a the, master's we're degree? We're like, or... as far as I know, we're the only place in the world where there is this like conflict, where like college sports are essentially semi-professional. And, like, where we, like, conflate that with our college system in this way. Like, I don't think other countries do that. Um, but, you know, they, so, you Well, know. It, they, it's, they're semi-professional because there are huge audiences for these huge universities. Well, right, but, and like... there's a lot of money being made. But, <laughs> like, China also has, like, a lot of athletes that are in the Olympics and on teams and stuff, right? But they don't, like... They don't, like, pretend to send them to, like, a good college and teach them other stuff as, like, a farce. They just, no, they just, like, take them when they're 12 and, like, only train them in gymnastics or whatever it is so that they can bring glory on the country or whatever, right? Like, or we talked to our friends in uh, in, um, Korea when we were reading that whole thing about who had... They had done some, like, English teaching in Korea when we were reading that whole thing about K-pop. Like, the people that are in these K-pop bands in Korea, Mm -hmm. they, like, don't do regular high school. They, like, get signed up for, like, be a pop star high school when they're, like, if they're identified as being talented for that at that age, they just, like, now you're in be a pop star high school and you do that, like, all day. Right? And that's, like, what you do. Right, and they just train you in that, and that's like it, right? And that might be something more like what we should have here. Well, yeah. So, but that's what Getting I'm saying. Kids earlier, finding we don't. Skill set. We have this weird thing where we pretend that we are taking all these people who are going to be like NBA stars or NHL stars yes. or whatever, and we pretend that they're like in an engineering program for some reason, and most of them are not. Right, like we're doing something pretend. Yeah, when we when we when when I've gone to media day events where we've had to um, interview professional athletes, we we would have them read scripts, and 
a big percentage of them couldn't read. And if they could, they were struggling yeah. through it so far, so much to the point where we would have to just say this thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Al Johnson. Right. You're listening to this. And they just copy it. It's better. They have to copy yeah. it because if not. Eh. Yeah. But that's and that's like all that's not about race. That's not unique to that. That's also the. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. White sports like hockey, right? Like, it, we are doing something like that's unusual in the world where we do mm-hmm. sports in college together like this and pretend that it's like that people are getting an education that they're not really getting because we're you know we're pretending that college sports are not just like the junior professional sports which they really are in this country yeah especially these teams travel but to go back to like the reasons why colleges admit people that aren't strictly like sat scores they also want balance between like different programs in the school like mit doesn't admit all people who are majoring in engineering right like right so they also want people who are going to be like in the theater program. They have a theater right. program. It's not like what people first think of, but they're going to admit some people who probably don't have as great math SAT scores into the, the- who want to do theater because they want like that department to still exist, right? So, I mean, like they're they're bringing in kids for a variety of different reasons and you know, it is it is what it is, but the what's happening right now in terms of the quote race conscious admissions is like purely schools finding reasons to like not let in asian students you know that's that's primarily what's happening yeah and i know that in some places they're looking at you know as you as you talk about like decentralizing or decentering uh test scores and instead looking at activities and clubs and that's a good way uh in some areas of the country to filter out Asians. But even that, they can't... Because, like, a lot of Asian students are really great at a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. They do act, They do a bunch of activities. They're in National Honor Society. Like, the what, Tiger right, but, moms also know that colleges look at that stuff. So they also do that. What uh, What I believe the I'm case that's in front of... I'm talking about mostly social yeah, change but the, clubs. Right. But the... What... Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure the Tiger moms have caught on to that, too. But what... Um, what I believe the case that's in front of the Supreme Court now is looking at is like one of one of these schools was was giving kids what they felt was a personality score, and just scoring all the Asians really low on really bad on personality, like and then factoring that in heavily, like which is just purely blatant. I mean that's ridiculous. That's you're not 
allowed to really it, that can't be allowed that's ridiculous but they do and they they can do zip code they do a lot of that in california where they're not technically allowed to discriminate on race but yeah there's been a ton of like debate Whole admission about system is a uh work work around discrimination system right and like it would be like I say, and they've got the reason they've gotten away with it for so long is because they do look at a lot of factors like sports and department and the all the activities and other stuff and the essay and whatever, all the things. But the problem is that, you know, actually, a lot of those other factors are much more easily gamed by rich and privileged people than the SAT scores are. Do you know what I mean? Like, rich parents can hire somebody to, quote, help you write your essay. They can sign you up for all the clubs and activities in the world, for all the tutors. They can, you know, yell at the school to get your grades lifted. They can get you diagnosed with the fancy medical condition so you get more time on the test. The rich parents that want their kids to get into these schools can do a lot more about these other things than they can about the SAT because the SAT is notoriously difficult to change your score with tutoring and stuff. Yes. And it's not, there's no, nothing fuzzy. You can't talk to the SAT and make it change your grade. It's very difficult to send in a different person to take it for you, unlike writing the essay. And it's, it's, a lot harder for privileged people to game a something like the SAT. So actually what ends up happening is that you end up with like more diversity of skin tone, but a lot less socioeconomic diversity the more you weight these other things over um, pure SAT scores. Because, the, you know, the, the SAT is a chance for somebody who maybe didn't have sailing club at their high school and maybe, you know, had to have a part-time job after school and so didn't have time to do all these activities, didn't have somebody to help them write their essay, whatever it is, maybe didn't have time to do homework at their home because they had an unstable home life and they have bad grades, but they have a great SAT score, right? Because really, you know, but, uh, but once again, these are like tracks for college. You know, half the kids in public high schools should be in... in trade schools right they should be invoke techs god right and that's the other question is you know does equalizing who goes to college does that equalize outcomes for people right like if you just send a different subset of kids with different skin color to college do those kids now end up where other people would have ended up if they'd gone, right? And the, the answer is, like, we don't know because we've never really tried to just randomize who goes to college based on race. But Right, but the dropout um, rate for minority students is huge. Right, and... Um, because and, we're know, sending kids who aren't ready for college into college. Right, and the other piece of that is is that college has been seen as a signaling mechanism, right? Is like, part of what you're doing when you're hiring somebody with a college degree is not necessarily hiring them for, like, what they learned in college per se, but you're hiring the student who was smart enough to get into college and do the stuff there, right? So, yes, to literally show up to a place and... And do it. Like, yes. they got in... And right. they did the coursework and got the degree. So, like, they could at least do that. You right. know that. But exactly. but if you, like, remove the value of the signaling mechanism by making it, like, not merit-based at all who gets in and by, 
you know, a, a lot of elite institutions during COVID, especially like moved away from grading. They a lot of them have massive grade inflation problems. I think like 90% of the grades given out at Harvard were like A's and B's when I was in high school and college. So like, I'm sure it's worse now. Like the massive grade inflation problems. I know that um, my sister was at Brown during the pandemic. Brown made everything pass fail during the pandemic. And like people complained about that, like that they shouldn't be allowed to fail things during the pandemic. Like, so the value of this as a signaling mechanism that people could get in or hack it at college to employers quickly drops when you let in people who shouldn't have been able to get in and you don't make them do anything to pass it right so once the once employers realize that you can hire people without degrees who in a different era would have gone to college and you can hire people with degrees who are absolute freaking morons then you know then it becomes a lot less useful to you in terms of where you ultimately end up in your life right Correct. Uh, can I move? You can move. Okay. Move away. I want to get to some of the stuff in Capitol Hill. It's It was a more exciting day in Capitol Hill today than it, there's been a long time. You had the um, you had the transgender stuff um, um, about um, men competing against girls. Right. Where, where I assume Riley Gaines did her... It, uh, let me just say this to young people who are going out there in mm -hmm. a big stage. Do your homework, because if you do, um, big moments like this can happen. So this is the Democrat first. John Kennedy is the senator. That's a man voice, mm -hmm. the senator. Then there's a woman who's a Democrat um, a witness, Miss um, Kelly Robinson, who's pro-trans athletes mm -hmm. racing against girls. And then there's Riley Gaines, who's the last part of this, who, of course, is a female swimmer who had to swim against Leah Thomas. Women you and don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, how, how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not. Tell him not to touch that right now. Please tell him to not touch that. Hold on. Never seen two people more how, desperate how, to get each other in trouble. How many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis. Right, that they think that they could actually score a point on her, um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger I mean, James, than that. What's your experience been, male, female? Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience. So that's an incredible thing to have in your back pocket. I assume yeah. that she coordinated with Kennedy. Maybe they all knew. But no, but the other the Democrat brought up the story. Yeah, I know that. But maybe they, they or maybe they've encountered that before because the right. the um the senator, I guess, well, that brought actually, that Riley up. Well, actually, Gaines goes and speaks to people. She's probably been she's and, probably encountered that before because that that is a thing that I've heard people say before that like oh men think they could score a point on Serena Williams. Well, like probably some of them can. Yes. to be honest with you, like score a point. Like maybe my husband yeah, who swam at again, University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week. 
It's a nice bit of testimony. Yeah, but it, it's, yeah, that's a great line. And yeah, and you see that over and over. You have the high school boys beating the U.S. women's team. You have, and clearly, like we talked about the other day, how there's that pitcher who's a minor league pitcher who's a woman. But yeah, yeah. like, you know, the Williams sisters are once in a generation athletic talent, right? Like, of course. Just, I mean, beyond talented at what they do and so if they can be beaten by men who are like yes also talented but like mediocre and if a once in a generation woman baseball talent can like maybe make it into the minor leagues and not really be the best there, like that's that's saying that women can't compete against men there's a right. new one that people have brought up there's some like trans boxer who's a female to male trans person so it's a woman who um has beaten some male boxers yes um and they're saying like look this female boxer has like beaten three male boxers and like so that proves that like conservatives are wrong about men having an advantage over women it's a little bit of a special case because this was a nationally ranked woman boxer in women's boxing beforehand and once again is competing against mediocre male boxers not like right. the top in the world so goes from top in the world woman to being able to compete with mediocre men once again like it's the same freaking story so here's another one up mm -hmm. in in um at capitol hill this is uh i think this is the thing the on the durham report but here's a Republican I'd never heard of, Rep. Troy Nels, mm. um, and uh, t talking to a uh, a um, talking during the hearing. On page of your 50, page 15 of your report, it says that in the summer and fall of 2016, Dolan and Denchenko traveled to Moscow in connection with a business conference. The business conference was held at the Ritz Carlton in Moscow, which, according to the Steele reports was allegedly the site of salacious sexual conduct on the part of Trump. Parents, if you're watching, ear must for your kids now, folks. Put ear must for your children. Mr. Durham, was this salacious sexual conduct? What is that? Um, the allegation was that... Um... Okay, don't, don't answer it. I will. Yeah. Okay. Think about this, America. In the game of politics, it gets dirty and nasty. And the people will say anything to beat their opponent. But this is the government doing it. Even the director of the FBI, Comey, said it's possible Trump was with hookers peeing on each other. Christopher Steele said an infamous Trump pee tape probably exists. Alleged pee tape incident was the only sex Trump party in Russia. You want to irritate the suburban mom at home five months before an election, tell them the Republican leading candidate is peeing on prostitutes. We are aware of the member of this committee having an alleged affair with a Chinese spy. I refer to as yum yum. But this is a new law for anyone. And I would hope Mr. <laughs> Swalwell would agree with me. Imagine if somebody would have said and taken it this step further. Mr. Swalwell was, was peeing on yum yum. So there you go. That's him. I found it to be fantastic. It was just one of those days, and there was a, there's a bunch more audio like that. I don't know, I don't know yeah. how much time we necessarily have, um, but what, how much time do we have? We yeah. going. I Maybe do want to say um, quickly that the uh, race for vice president pick is heating mm -hmm. up on the Republican side, for sure. Um, hearing that Trump is considering Nancy Mace 
of all people as a potential VP pick. Are you seeing this? Yeah, yes, I saw it. I'm and, a Nancy Mace guy. Yeah, although he she's not very MAGA. She's pretty moderate, and he primaried her was, with a MAGA opponent. Well, she was uh, wrong yeah. on the trans thing, I think. As a matter she of fact. was wrong on a lot of stuff. She's, she's pretty moderate. She also, I'm not totally sure uh, that she didn't, when people graffitied her house, if that wasn't a hoax graffitiing of her house. She is exonerated. <laughs> not guilty, according to Correct. Tom Shattuck. Correct, and so is the other one, too. Know him. Uh, yeah, so she's also, did you see the ads she put out? Yeah, not great. Not <laughs> so great. she's put out a national ad campaign to supposedly like bring people to no- South Dakota or she's whatever. She's playing the part of one of a plumber. She's under the sink. Now, it, what is the, is the idea so The that- idea is like they need more people to come to South Dakota and work. And it's like, I can't do the jobs. Like, so it's like, I'm so, a pretty lousy plumber. Okay, is the idea that you want to get her lying down in a spot? No, you're not, Anson. I guess so. I mean, like, they do seem like the objective is to, like, make her look hot in them. Right. But. Please don't go to the library. Cyril. I we'll mean, see. Anson. People who okay, are in this room them. aren't going to go to the library. So, okay. Thank you. So if that's what it is, then so, uh, that's fine. She's she's attractive. Well, and to just raise her national profile. There's no reason if you're running an ad campaign to try and get people to come to South Dakota to work that oh, it yeah. needs to be about how hot the governor is. Oh, so... Except uh, if you... I mean, but politicians obviously do this all the time to, like, for political reasons, raise their own profile. Um, you know, they will... Hey, guys, stop it. How can they go anywhere today? Um, I did want to get to this because it's salacious, Alice, and you obviously put this okay. out there because you wanted. Uh, men can be what? attracted. Uh, men can be attracted enough to you to have sex with you, date you, and even marry you, but they won't love you or put you in real meaningful effort, real meaningful effort into the relationship, unless they feel lucky to have you. Men are very much hypergamous. Hypergamous. Mm-hmm. They just prefer to date up in terms of luck. Yeah, the husband so, who's less physically attractive than his wife is getting something. Sorry, right. so more this was in reaction th- to a study. Maybe that- than what he expected to get. I, I don't know why you pulled this article in particular. So the this was in reaction to a study. They did a study that found that the happiest couples are where the wife is more attractive than the husband, because. Um, uh direct so they did a test it indicated partner physical attractiveness played a larger part in predicting husband's satisfaction with the marriage than wife's satisfaction mm-hmm. so whether or not they find their wife hot is a bigger deal for men than for women it is if they find their husband hot like women it doesn't their happiness isn't predicated as much on how hot they think their husband is that is absolutely correct compared to men correct. who um, their happiness is much more dependent on how hot they find their wife. Absolutely. So, yes. overall, in couples, this is what they found, in couples where the husband is more attractive than the wife, both partners are less supportive of each other. I can see that. Because see that. the man doesn't feel like as lucky to have the wife. He's His happiness is not being unsatisfied so now he's less supportive of his wife and for the woman whose happiness is predicated on other things she's not getting those other things now because he doesn't care because she's not hot and like both people are now more unhappy and less satisfied yes um just leave each other alone just don't talk to each other for like for like two minutes they really want to get in trouble get each other in trouble today um Uh, but yeah so 
So um, that is an absolute fact. That is a factual. So finding. husbands work harder to maintain the relationship when their wife is hotter. That's and... absolutely true. Jesus, look at us, <laughs> especially this year. That's absolutely true. So yeah, that's absolutely true. Eighty, ninety, no, ninety-seven percent of the reason I want in wanted to be with you is <laughs> your looks. Three percent is all. There's a lot of bonus stuff in there, like you're good at devil eggs. But absolutely, it was it was looks and the realization that at some point you're going, you might snap out of this and just realize that the disparity is <laughs> something that you shouldn't have been wasting your time. You know, in but it in, is so funny because somebody once commented on a photo of us, like she must not be into looks. Like, <laughs> who the freak did that? <laughs> I don't know. It's on Facebook. I would just vaguely remember it. How but, dare you? Woe betide you! Whoever said that she uh, must not be into looks. Um, but I but I think it's true that in general women are less into looks than men are. Like I think women pay. Do you le- legitimately pay find me attractive? Yeah. Why? You find Bill Malugin attractive. Yeah, I mean. Okay, guys, we're talking. This is very serious. Yeah. You find Bill Nolan attractive. That's what attractive is, Alice. I know what attractive is. So that's what. There's caliber. a lot of people that are less attractive than you. Okay. Oh, so now this is more. <laughs> okay, this is now. We're getting more of the truth here. I see. Uh, let's think. There's probably a billion people who are less attractive. There's a lot of people t- I'm less attractive to than you. A lot. That is very sweet of you. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is that there's no way in which Bill Malugin is attractive, and I'm attractive. You both have good hair. So something is at play here, and maybe it's the fact that my he's a little skinnier than you. I'm not saying I'm more attractive. Than, I am not <laughs> more attractive than him. Okay. But you have well, nice blue eyes. This is this is thankfully your tattered, <laughs> war-torn self-esteem. You know, is uh, drawn to all this other stuff. I'll take it. Believe me, I think it's great. All right, Alice. Unfortunately for you, we have no chat chat messages. That's very sad. I know. I know. I, mean, I think it might be because our um, our um, third podcast had a short run. <laughs> but our halves canceled out but of the gate. My goodness. <laughs> it was a brief time at the top on better halves. Butter halves. Sorry about that. Better have still available. All yeah, right. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, and and better halves actually both podcasts are better and butter halves exactly are available if you are in the market to uh, give us twenty million dollars for twelve episodes of them. Somebody pulled up, by the way, this crazy stat that that song, um, like the light or whatever, by the weekend is like the top streamed ever song on Spotify. Great song, and he's made eighteen million dollars from it. So he's made less from the top streamed song on Spotify ever than Spotify paid Meghan Markle to make 12 episodes. Oh, isn't that, that fantastic? Podcast. Fantastic. So thank you, everybody, for listening. It is Wednesday, right? We have one more show tomorrow. All of the day. Oh, okay. Yep. Sometimes I don't know what day it is. So one more show tomorrow. Um, we And of course, there is a new All You Can Eat podcast out as well. If you are running low on Shattuck content, that is out. And you can listen to that um, at and All You Can Speaking of the library, where Alice is going tonight, mm-hmm. you can get your very own Books is Dumb t-shirt from our merch store. That's um, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so burnbarrelpodcast.com is also where you can leave chat chat messages if you feel so inclined. Um, and uh, patreon.com slash burnbarrel if you want to pay us for something.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.